Hello, welcome back to the Art 1920 podcast. Remember, it is where we discuss the paths for men to discover the secret of their soul, to enable us as men to become spiritual leaders of our home and wherever God has uh, placed us. So today we're going to be starting the series that we talked about uh, for the first half of the year, the sons of God. And uh, the first son of God that we're going to be studying today or exploring is Lot. So if you, for those of us that are familiar with Bible story or for those that might not be very well familiar with uh, the story. So Lot was the son of Aram. So Aram was a brother to Abraham. Abraham has Nahor, Aram has his two brothers. And so automatically Lot is a nephew to Abraham and Isaac's cousin by extension. And so Lot settled with Abraham on his journey to the promised land where God has sent them to go. So it means he stayed with Abraham for a long time, learned a lot from him. And so it's very important that uh, we just know the foundation of the story. And also at some point, both of them became very wealthy. And so they grew in livestock and all of that. And there were issues that happened between both of them. They fought together. And so after fighting, not them directly fighting, their men were fighting. Their servants were fighting and Abraham had to call for a meeting and they resolved their issue and um, Lot made a decision of him a violation to move to go and dwell in Sodom. And so on getting out of Sodom, that was basically based on greed. He made that decision based on greed and we're going to be talking a little bit about that when we go in. And so he ended up in a place that will later destroy his family. And most especially the disobedience of his wife. A lot of you know, a lot of people knows about the story of uh, uh, Lot's wife becoming sought. Even those of us that did Christian just study in secondary school, or uh, people that are not even believers or Christians, have heard that story. How the wife became a pillar of salt due to disobedience. And so everybody knows about this lesson, knows about his fight with Abraham, his greed, and all of that. But there are also some good positive things from his life. So from this. Um, Son of God series today from Lot. There are a couple of things that we're going to be learning from his life. I think about nine that I've just penciled down that we can learn from his life, either from the bad part of his life or from the whatever we call the good side of his life. But some of the things that we can use ourselves as we continue on our own pilgrimage journey here on earth because we're still here. So it means that we have opportunity to make some corrections in our life, even though we might have made some errors even uh, in this journey. So from Lot, what are some of these things that we can learn? I think number one thing is that it's important that we should not see with ordinary eyes. It's important for us as Christian men or those that will become Christians even after now. When you come into your Christian journey, you need to understand and grow deeply into your spiritual eyes. You need to see with the eye of the Spirit. Because if Lot had seen with the eye of the Spirit, he would not have gone to Sodom. He would have seen that Sodom was going to become a disaster for him in the future. But the Bible says when he put his eye and looked, he saw greener pasture. And sometimes, I don't know, you listening right now, you may be making a decision. You want to change location or to move around somewhere else based on you're thinking of greener pasture. Yes, those are great things to do. Those are great decisions to make. But it might be that the Lord is not sending you there. Lord made that mistake. So that's one thing we need to learn. It might not even be about changing location. It might be about what you are saying in terms of the career path you are going on. Now everybody's talking about IT. You need to learn IT. You need to have one technology in your work. You need to learn how AI works and all of that. But that might not be your path. And so I see everybody then jumping in to learn IT one or the other. It might bring in the money rush, but 
along the line, it might just get cut off and you're used to this uh, big life. And at the end of the day, you have issues that you can't really cope because you're already used to living so lavishly and it becomes an issue where you don't want to change. So please do not see with ordinary eyes. So as a son of God, you need to discipline yourself. You need to just come to a point that you just know. Even things might not look great at a particular time now. But because you know things, because you have depended on God to guide you, to lead you in the right path, then you know that, yes, you're making the right decision. And so that's one lesson we need to learn from Lot. The second thing that I saw that is that you don't need to waste assets. And so what do I mean by this? A lot of us now, you're around a lot of people. Sometimes you become too familiar with them. You, you know, you just abuse assets that you have with them. So if you remember, there are two things. Abraham was the one that received the mandate. So Lord knew about that. And Lord would have heard about different experiences that Abraham had with God, all of the promises that God had with him. So Lord was privileged to have access to the man that will hold the blessings of the world. Everybody that talks to Abraham blessings, every religion in the world links their funding to Abraham. Lord had the privilege to be in the presence of such a huge, uh, no, such uh, uh, a huge personality, but he abused it. I don't know who you are around now. And sometimes those people that you are around might not even look like those big personalities. But because or because some of them humble themselves around you and you begin to abuse assets, do not abuse assets. Do not waste it too. And so he wastes assets. So number one thing he would have done, even when Abraham said, oh, oh, pick a side. I said, no, my Lord, you brought me out on this journey. Can you please just make decision? Abraham would have said, okay, let's still keep living together. You are my son. You, you've been with me on this end and we'll find a way to just resolve conflict among ourselves but he wasted that access so you need to humble yourself and you don't also need to fight there's something in that generation that everybody wants to fight for their right sometimes you just need to let go you just need to let go so don't waste access and sometimes again you know he wasted access when he met the angels we'll talk about that later on even when the angels came to his place that was a positive he was even able to identify them and brought them home but he wasted that access. There was a point for him to have sat and said, Oh, angels, please help me. I've missed the opportunity. I relocated to Sodom. And now look at the trouble coming to me. He wasted it. At a different point, the young man had access. He wasted them. So as a head over your family, or as a single young man still building your life, what access are you wasting now? What privilege? It could just be that you're in a location that you won't have access to the internet. You have access to to modern things that other people do not have, that most young people in the village do not even have. But you, you are here in town, you have access to it, you are wasting it. Do not waste access. You might regret them. By the time you need them in the future, you might not have them again. Everything is not about money. Maybe you have to learn something from somebody. I send you, don't be thinking of what you benefit from them financially, but think about where God is sending you. So the number three lesson from the Son of God is that don't be in the wrong location. And we all know that he was in the wrong location. So the trouble with being in the wrong location is that it increases unnecessary battle. So you begin to fight unnecessary battle. So if you look at it, the Bible said the soul of, 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 of Lot was troubled because Lot was in Sodom and Gomorrah and the sin was there. He was a righteous man, but his soul was troubled because first the culture was influencing him. He was seeing a lot of things he's not supposed to be seeing. And so some people move you say, well, no, we're going to evangelize them. We're going to change them. But sometimes you're not ready for that. That's not where God has sent you. That's not your battle. That's not what he wants you to do. So it's important that you don't be in the wrong location. It increases unnecessary battle. So ask yourself, the battle you are fighting and the necessary things, difficulty, depression, and a lot of things you are going through, 
is it based on your location some that location is not about physical place where is the location of your mind where is your mind at a particular time what are you feeding your soul it could be that location you need to move you need to move your thought pattern sometimes it means that you need to physically move leave your location and so when we talk about location people think it's just about relocating abroad no it could be that you need to even leave the street where you live right now I mean by mean that you need to literally leave the house where you live it may mean that you need to even find time to come out every day to know fellowship with other people that can edify you and can grow your soul. That's in about three things, a lesson we can learn from lost life as men on this pilgrimage journey. Do not be in a wrong location. It increases unnecessary battle for your life. And number four, you need to be a prophet and priest over your house. Lord tried that a lot, so we see that Lord also tried to even influence the, 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 the fiancés for his daughters to but there's one thing that was so obvious that he was not really uh, a priest over his house. He didn't really teach them. Even to the very end, we could see how his daughter was able to influence him, you not know, to you know, sleep with them, you no, know, not to, to sleep with him. And he slept with them. You're going to see that uh, from the story. If you go read a lot about Lord in, in, in the book of Genesis. And there was not enough prophet or priest over his household. And you could see the result from his wife disobedient. So are you a prophet and a priest over your home? Are you praying? Are you saying things for your family? Are you guiding them? If Eve was a prophet, we would not have taken them to that location that destroyed them. So it's important that you become a prophet and a priest over your house. Number five, you must be a learner. You must be a learner. Have the spirit of learning. All these people you are around them. Some of you are privileged to be around a lot of people. What are you picking up? What are you learning from them? Some of you have been going to church all your life. What are you learning from there? What are you picking up? So there's one thing that we must give you the credit of Lot. He learned hospitality from uh, Abraham. I think that also saved him. He saved his him and his two daughters because it is very, very important for him to... No, 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 no. Abraham sat under the tree. He saw the angels coming. Abraham was able to identify them. And Lot saw the same thing. When the angels entered into uh, uh, Sodom, he looked at them and he was able to spot them. And he brought them to his house to feed them. So he learned hospitality from Abraham. So are you a hospitable man? Are you a hospitable young man? Are you a hospitable boy? You, hospitality can open doors for you. Hospitality is not just only about feeding people. Hospitality is about giving people allowances. Be there for people. Learn to do things for free. Learn to give people help. Just learn to show kindness. It's a very difficult word. But don't always be in yourself. Because it's going to open uh, doors for you. But the question here, or the point here for point number five is that you need to be a lifelong learner. Learn things from people. Learn from the scripture. Learn from, 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 from people around you, from your children, from your wife, from everybody. Just be a learner. Don't stop learning. Then learn those good things. Then number six, lesson that we need to learn from the life of this man, Lord, the Son of God, is never negotiate your rescue plan. We saw when the angels came and they were saying, Oh, wrong. Go to the next village. He started negotiating with them. Oh, can I go nearby here? Can I do? You know, it cost him a lot of big things for his family. If he has gone to the place the angels wanted him to go, his daughters would have found young men there. They would have married. But he chose to go to a nearby place. And what happened to him? His daughter had to make him, you know, they made him drunk and they slept with him. That was incest. That was sin. That was abomination. And it wiped out that, that, that family, that line. Because we no longer heard a lot of things about them. Where did they end? What happened to them? And that was it. Because of that faulty foundation. 
So are you negotiating with God now when God is telling you to do something or God is telling you to stay in a particular place and say, no God, and maybe just give me some time. Let me go somewhere. I will come back. I will do this. I will do that. Then you're putting yourself in harm's way. You're putting your family in harm's way. You need to go. Don't negotiate your rescue plan. Go for God's perfect way. Don't go for his permissive way. God's permissive way sometimes has a lot of consequences that you regret uh, in the future. So he negotiated his, his rescue plan. If you read that passage of the scripture very well, you see that if he had obeyed and go to where they were going, the angels would have waited for him before they started raining down fire. No, but oh, please let me go back to the nearby city because I don't want the fire to come down from heaven to hit me. But that wasn't the plan of the angels. They would have waited for him. That was the instruction. They would have waited for him until he leaves the place. But because he failed, he was he negotiated his own rescue plan and caused a lot of uh, trouble for his family. And so number seven, the point is that there's always consequences to our error. Whatever you do now, there's always so his own started from greed and went out to the plan of negotiating his own rescue plan and we saw what happened between him and his daughter. Know there are consequences to error. So please avoid that. Then it's the eighth point we'll learn from this son of God is teach everyone in your household how to depend on God. Because if he has taught them, remember we talked about priesthood and we talked about being a, a, a prophet. But he has taught them to depend on God first. The wife will not have looked back. Her faith would have been on God. She would not have looked back. Oh, all the property we are missing, everything that is wasting away, she would have looked ahead that this God can provide. The God that provided for Abraham and provided for every one of them would have provided for my husband can still set to us in a new place. So it was obvious they didn't do that. Even the wife, the, the, the daughters would have been dependent on God. God can send men our way for us to get married. But they were desperate. And sometimes, you know, there's this saying, and which I believe is that situation reviews our character. So the situation that happened there reviewed the character of Lot's daughter. It also reviewed the character of the wife. And also reviewed the character of Lot. So it takes pressure to show who we are in God. So are you dependent on God as a man over your house? So then the final point that we're going to learn from this uh, son of God that we'll continue, as we we'll continue our pilgrimage journey is that you cannot help God. Never try to help God. He was trying to offer his daughters to be raped so that he can save the angel. That was so disgusting. That was so surprising because first, these were angels. These were people. So he was trying to be manipulative. He was trying to please outsiders over his daughter, over his children. So are you pleasing people around you, over your wife, over your children, over people around you? You need to learn it. And some of these things I'm saying, I'm also reflecting as I'm even sharing it right now to begin to see which area of my life am I pleasing outsiders over my own family. He went through extreme and was ready. No, but he was supposed to protect them away from harm. So what characters, what are you saying? What kind of comment are you making before outsiders that will make them look down on your family member? I see a lot of people when they make comment on the street, the way they talk about their parents, the way they talk about their siblings, the way they talk about their, 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 their wife, their children, their husband, everything. You make people to look down on them when they see them on the street. Do you protect them? Do you just cover their weaknesses? Do you help them where they are struggling until they comfort on their feet? Do you stay on your knee as a priest over your household to begin to pray? So I quickly recap what we've learned today from the Son of God, Lord, that one, you need to protect your family. You need to be on your knee for them. You need to teach everyone in your household you know, to be dependent on God and you need to know that there are consequences to whatever 
error you have made, try and correct them and ask the Lord to wipe out those errors and give you a clean foundation. Never rescue, never negotiate your rescue plan. Always pursue and go for the perfect will of God. Be a lifelong learner, be a prophet and a priest over your household. Don't be in wrong location. Be very careful about that and don't be those that waste access or waste privileges in life and don't see uh, with ordinary eyes. I hope you've learned one or two things from this uh, Son of God and so hopefully uh, next week we'll be back again with another Son of God which is Naho. Go forth and shine. Go forth and never become in those areas that Lord had weaknesses. Don't be those weaknesses. Speak the positive side of him that he lent hospitality. He was able to you know see those angels and he entertained them. That means he learned that from Abraham and he was able to put that into action. And God called him a righteous man. His soul was traveling over the evil of the land. He wasn't supporting it. He was weeping for it. Are you weeping for the evil in your household or in your community? What are you standing for? And may the Lord help us all to really please him. May the Lord really make us all uh, to be fruitful in every good work and that we may increase in the knowledge of God. Take care, uh, our friends. We're going to see you next week again. And we're going to come again to talk about the Son of God, Naho. You don't want to miss it. Bye-bye. It remains the At 1920 podcast. God bless you.